Hello, hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to A Queen's Roundtable Show, Episode 8. I am your host, Jacqueline Kabai Harrison, and I have a special guest with me here today. And I'm going to let her briefly introduce herself and tell us just a little bit about who you are and what what we can expect from this phenomenal interview. Wow. Uh, my name is Paula Alphonse. I'm from Canada. I lived most of my life in Canada. Uh, I, I work full time as a leadership uh, development expert. So a lot of my work involved change management, uh, uh, things like conflict resolution and things like that. So part of that conversation is also ensuring that I will give you a few bits about me, but I'm not going to give you everything. You're going to have to stay in and listen. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we are all shared out. We are. And I want to I want to let, let you guys, Paul, I'm going to tag you on this right quick. Thank you. But I'm going to do that today. Okay. Okay, there we go. So, ladies, thank you so much for joining. Please, your comments and questions are welcomed. We can definitely see them as you put them in, and we will address them as we go along. And for those of you that are listening, please, or if you catch the replay, please share the video out. If you feel that anyone else can benefit from anything that we've said here today, please share it out. Sharing is caring. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Okay, so Miss Paula. Yes. Tell us a little bit about a little bit more about you. Like I know you I know you currently reside in Canada. Like so tell us like where were you born? Where'd you grow up? A little bit about your family. Interesting. Um I am of Asian descent, never lived in 80. My parents uh, immigrated to Switzerland, where my sister and I were born. And then they continuing on uh, their journey ended up in uh, Zaire, which is not Republic Democratic Congo, and ended up living in Africa for a few years and came to Canada when I was about eight. So that's my journey. And I've been in Canada for, let's just say, a few more years. Not wow. to tell my age, of course. Wow, that's very interesting because I I do notice that that you have an accent. Yes. Okay. That's so because I speak French. I speak okay. French and I speak Creole. Okay. So I was going to ask that. All right. Wow. Awesome. Okay. And you and you have how many uh, children, Paula? I uh, actually I should not even call them children. They're young adults. Okay. Uh, twenty-two to twenty-eight. So now you're starting to add the numbers. So I'm at least at least 36. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I uh, totally love the time I had with my kids. I still love. Uh, uh, they're going around. They're starting their journey. So as they're doing this, I see myself taking a different role, and I'm loving it. Okay. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. So <clears throat> that gives us a little a little insight into you know, into who you are. Now let's, let's talk about what is your current business or businesses at this time? 
Uh, I started this year uh, a business which is about helping people get to the best version of themselves. It started for me uh, from a perspective, you know, you do the daily grind, get up, eat, work, go back, get up, sleep, get up and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized at one point that there were so many more things I wanted to do. And I'm blessed to be in an environment where I love my work. My current full-time work is uh, teaching managers and supervisors in uh, leadership development, change management, conflict resolution, all kinds of those things. But as I'm doing this, I realized there were certain things that we were not really addressing uh, in our training. And I felt there was value to it. So part of that got me to start looking into how can I help others? And I started with uh, volunteering abroad. So I um, was offering my uh, expertise in different organizations, both in Canada, not in Canada, in Haiti. And then I went to Cameroon actually last year. And we did a little more of leadership training for uh, cadre and things like that. And again, as I was there, I realized there was that little piece, which is the individual leadership that was not really grasped. And sometimes people do things because that's all they've always seen done, but they might not realize what it is that I'm creating around me and whether it's actually giving me the result that I'm hoping for. So that being said, I'm like, there's, there's something there. There's something I should look into it. And of course, my children are telling me, Ma, stop looking for stuff to do. And then at the same time, it's just like, but I see things and I can't, I, I, you know, there's sometimes people do things. I, I, do, I honestly believe that no one gets up uh, in the morning wanting to be a bad person. But sometimes the way I go about doing this, I might create uh this are uh, those reactions that make me look like a bad person so it's not realizing the impact of my behavior so in a way in a nutshell that's pretty much what i try helping people with wow so. oh that that's a mouthful i just I'm, I'm looking at your bio here and it 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 is just um you have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas <laughs> Yeah. Now I you're a pharmacist as well. Yes. So is that is that so do you do that full time now? Okay. Let me explain. Okay. In my family, as we were growing up, there were two, I would say two streams. You were either in education or you were in science. Given that I was good in science, then the decision was made that was the path that I was meant to follow. So did that, went to university, started working as a pharmacist and realized after a few years, yeah, it's not stimulating me. I'm not getting that sense of this is the value I have to bring to the environment. So I started on a search to figure out, you know, what are you meant to do, Paula? Who are you meant to be when you grow up? And as I was doing that, I stumbled over different leadership uh, material, uh, went back to school, studied a few things, adult education, blah, 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 forward a few more years and here I am. So now I do a bit of coaching, a bit of uh, uh, teaching, public speaking, a few things. 
Okay. So, and you you know what what I take from, what I take from that and what I would like for you guys uh, to take from that is that you know it comes a point where and maybe every everyone doesn't you know reach this point but where you just kind of do what's expected of you yeah um like i know for for me mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that there was a, a a tradition in the family it's not like i come from a family of lawyers or you know nurses or doctors not not that type of situation but mine was that we're gonna go to college. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was non-negotiable for us as well. We don't care what you're studying, but you're going to university. You're going to somebody's university, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was always expected because I'm the oldest of three, so mm-hmm. it was always expected that I was gonna go to school. I was gonna go to college and you know continue my education, and it wasn't really discussed as to what I should do. It wasn't an expectation yeah. as far as that. Um. But the thing of it is, I I think it's important to talk about this because a lot of times we, and especially us as women, you know, we mm-hmm. we kind of follow suit yeah. with because it seems like everybody has a plan for us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like what, what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. And I think it's so it's very courageous to just at some point say, you know, how how, how you say how your children get on you and say, Mom, stop looking, stop searching. You know, but the thing is, like you said, you want to feel purposeful. You want to feel like you're, you want to feel, you know, when you wake up every day and you get ready to go to your job or do what you do, you want to feel, or at least I know I want to feel like I'm making an impact in the world that feels comfortable to me. To me, those are the two things. I want to feel like I'm making an impact Mm -hmm. in a way that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to say for me, it was really from the perspective that, um, I believe that every single one of us is created for a specific purpose. If you looked at the way God created earth, the trees, the water, it is everything has a purpose, has an order. But when you're not doing what you're meant to to do or to create, it creates a a bit of misalignment and then you you're looking and you're looking. And I think that's what I was experimenting and I was trying to see. And I felt misunderstood, invisible. I felt like I was going through the motion, but I wasn't really being Paula. And then at some point, as I was trying different things, I started noticing those things that made me feel more like Paula. And a lot of this was about helping people see things from a different perspective, stretching them out of their comfort zone, about uh, helping them see what's important to them. And as you're doing this, it's just like, okay, if I can do that for others, can I do that for me? And that's that's where the story started. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, you know, it... Just, just, <laughs> just being like you said, being in alignment with what yeah. your, what you feel purposeful, what you feel like you're meant, like you're here meant, what your purpose. To be, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, guys. So some of you that 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 know and have seen my videos before know that I have a seven year old that likes to, um, you know, <laughs> pop in. Um, but what I was gonna, gonna gonna say, being a social worker, you know, and having mm-hmm. been in the realm of mental health, I think that I think that that's where that depression, oh yeah, and anxiety 
comes in, comes and in. especially for women, and especially women of color. And yeah. I think a lot of that is because people just don't feel aligned. And they may not be. And I, and I think a lot of times when people speak about depression, they think that that means someone who wants, who's suicidal, or someone no, no. who can't get out of the bed. And it doesn't necessarily... There's a, there's an in-between. Right. There's an in-between. Yeah. You know, and, and because... The thing of going through the motions. Yeah. You know. And I, I know for me, you know, in a way from the outside, I had everything to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the same time, inside you're feeling, it's not that. I feel like a fake. And I think we spent a lot of money uh, teaching people how to do, but we're not investing as much in letting them figure out how to be. So I know I need to figure out. It's like I learned how to do a bunch of different things but I just didn't know how to be me. And as I was uh, looking and fumbling, stumbling and fumbling or whichever way you want to call it, it's just like, it's not working. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I can smile, I can pretend, but I know I'm pretending. So at one point your soul is pulling at you. I, I was, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that nothing I didn't do anything stupid or I, I didn't fall into one of those huge depression that lasts for years, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I knew something had to give. Mm-hmm. So I kept looking. So I don't know how many times I went back to school <laughs> looking for what's the path. Yeah. Sometimes it takes that, you know, and just having the courage to do it, you know, because sometimes people just give up. Oh. You know, maybe maybe someone, maybe one person um, that was that's important to them, whether it's a parent, a spouse, a sibling, yeah. made a comment like, "Oh, you know, you 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 know, you uh, you ain't found yourself yet." Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, in anything, and that and they might take that and internalize that and just give up. Yeah, you know, so and, I, and, I think that's courageous. Just to, that, that that you kept going until you yeah. found it. And for me, it was the opposite, actually. They, they kept asking me, are you ever going to find what you're looking for? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I might be lacking a little uh, attention, but, um, but at the same time, it's the sense that I know that's not it. So I kept looking and kept looking. I knew I had to be of service to others. And I think that's what got me into pharmacy. So that thought was always for, for uh, in the forefront of my reflection. I can't just be uh, earning money, going on trips, doing stuff here and there and feeling good for a bit of moment. It had to be something that was a reinvestment, reinvestment in the communities, reinvestment in the world. It's like a bit of paying forward. So that's what I wanted. Okay. Wow. So, and I may be kind of jumping around a little bit, but one of the things I like to ask is, and, and I think we've touched on it mm-hmm. already, but one of the things I like to ask is what's your motivation or what's your what's your why? Because most times people go into business because they, they have a personal connection, um, you know. For me, it's really about helping people find their own voice and sometimes challenge the molds that keep them away from their true purpose. It's really about letting people understand that there's way more options than maybe what you thought there was. And if we're looking to the new generation nowadays, you 
you no longer have those labels like we had in a, a my time when I was going to school where you had to be a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor. Or, nowadays, you can reinvent yourself in 20 different ways. There are people that are that have business. I'm shopping for you where I because you don't like shopping. That didn't exist back then. So there, there's different things, but it's finding what nourishes your soul what makes you be that best person you can be. And that's your potential. And that's what I want to help people find. Okay. Wow. Whew. Yeah. And, you know, you said earlier that you know, you've always known, you've known for a very long time that it was, it was your, your purpose to be of service to others. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I feel exactly the same way now, how over the past 20 years I have refined it, you mm -hmm. know, changed shifted yeah. a little but that ultimate um the the the, the core of it has remained the same yeah being of service to others yeah you can do it from different perspective but it's also about it's always about helping others mm -hmm. and for me um i call myself sometimes a rela relationship restorer mm. uh from the perspective that we, for the longest time in our families, societies, we follow the script that has been given to us. Mm -hmm. And then at, at one point, you need to stop looking at uh, outward and start looking inward and figure out who you are, uh, who do you want to be, what 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 is important to me, not just to my husband, not just to my kids, my parents, my siblings, but what's important to me. Mm -hmm. And for that, it sometimes take a lot more courage because when you change, the people around you are not always in for it because they're thinking, "What? You're, you're, I was fine without other version of yourself, so I don't see what's your problem, but it ain't working for me." So mm -hmm. that's the part where sometimes need, realize that people need support when they're making those changes because I could look happy doesn't make I am happy. Right. But when I try harder to get to the happy, other people, I said, but now you're not making me happy. Right. So it's how do I balance my needs with respect to the needs of the people around me while I do what is important to me? So, you know what? So if you don't mind, talk a little bit about that, about that. How do you because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of individuals that have experienced that, that have or still experience that. That you know you're changing, but the people around you, you know, family members, um, lifetime friends, are not changing, mm -hmm. and they want to. You know, a lot of people fear change. Most of us yeah. do. Or I, I don't. Let me not say fear. Change may be uncomfortable. Yes. And they want you to go back to the old version of yourself mm -hmm. that they were more comfortable with. How do you? How do you handle that? How have you handled that in the past? Uh, you know what? At at, a, uh, at one point, you have to determine what's your worth and what's your value, and what are you ready to to put into the work. And I think for me, it was realizing at one point, if I'm not the person I need to be, I'm miserable. The people around me eventually will be miserable because when my time came where I had to do make those big changes. Uh, I could see it. It's like my the way I interacted with people were no longer the same. And once you know, it's hard to go back. So now you have to 
help people understand what's happening on that side. Because chances are you've been giving that wonderful mirror image of perfection. Life is good. Everything is great. Mm -hmm. And inside you're crying. So you have to be vulnerable enough for them to understand what's happening behind and let them appreciate there's only so long I can pull, put, uh, prolong the, the, the pretense. And I need you to help me get to where I need to go. And sometimes it might mean I need you to get out of my way so that I can do what needs to be done. And, you know, it's if people are enjoying something, it's hard for them to let go. So you have to understand also what is uh, happening to that other person and try and figure out what's that dance that we need to make together to get to that happier place for both that person and yourself. So sometimes it could mean, mm, yeah, I set my boundaries. Sometimes it would, it could mean that, you know what, if this doesn't work for you, you're welcome to, I don't know, try different things <laughs> and then, and see what happens. Cause if you don't stand your ground for yourself, no one will for you. So it's about uh, harnessing your own personal power and figuring out I'm important enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have, hi, Melanie. Melanie has joined us. Thank you for joining. So, you know, I, I, I just think that this is extremely important and this, and that's part of the reason that I do the interview series, um, mm -hmm. this eight Queens Roundtable show is because a lot of times people are suffering through things and we just don't open up about it. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. And it could be one person that, you know, might listen to this message, what, you know, what you and I are talking about mm -hmm. right now and hear it. And that may be, that may make the, all the difference in the world. Maybe yeah. today they may say, you know what? For one person, you never know. And you have, that's why we have to share uh, our stories. I know, for the longest time I was fake and everybody was happy with the fake. And then when I started and, and, and it wasn't something where you come out one day and everything is, is taken care of. It was really from the perspective as you're looking for yourself, you're stop doing certain things that just pleased others. And as the people are seeing you pulling you pulling away from certain things, they start wondering what's wrong. What, so you have to be willing to be honest honest with yourself, but also honest with others, you might have to establish some different level of boundaries. If you always only called me because you wanted to complain about blah, 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 but never had time to listen to me talk, then I'll let mm -hmm. you know, you know, this no longer works for me. Mm -hmm. Either you want to pull up your pants and start listening to me too, or you know what, maybe it's not a good fit. And yeah. some people might end up having to leave your surrounding in order for you to make space for the people who need to be there and move you uh, in, in that rightful place that you are meant to occupy. And that that's okay. Yeah, that's you know, totally okay. You make a decision. You've made the decision that I love myself. Mm -hmm. I'm important. I'm important to be happy. I'm yeah. important enough to be happy and yeah. to go after what makes me happy and to redefine those, look at those relationships. Because I know I talk about that a lot, is that as you change, there's some people that are gonna be okay with that change mm -hmm. and gonna love you know love you anyway, support you, 
and continue to be in your inner circle as a, as a positive force. Influence, yeah. Influence. And then there are other individuals that are just not going to go along. They're no, because they, they were getting their needs met. And if you're right. no longer meeting their, their needs, because sometimes yep. coming out as who you need to be would mean that you're pulling the glasses on other people mm -hmm. where, you know, this one-sided relationship is no longer working for me. So mm -hmm. it's this part where they, there might be discomfort on that other side as well. So and you yeah. have to be okay with that. Oh, you know, yeah. You have to be okay. You, yeah. you have to accept that people, uh, maybe the people you were surrounding yourself with might not be the people who will help you travel where you need to go. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's a lonely road. I think in some portion of my journey, it felt like there were tons of people. And then also the, whoop, the circle got very small. Yeah. <laughs> but no. then uh, you, you have to appreciate I, I know right now uh, I'm living my happy life. Not everything is perfect. I'm not going to pretend, but there is not one day that I get up and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, if only I could have a different life. It's just like, could there be more hours in this day for me to do what I really enjoy doing? So mm -hmm. in that sense, if years ago I used to think about retirement where I wouldn't have to deal with X, 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 now it's just retirement is more space for me to play and do those things I totally enjoy doing. And for me, it's all about relationships. It's all about building one another. It's not, it's not one of those things where you, everything we do every single day in, involves other people. So it's how do we build those relationships so we're helping one another get to a better state, to a better stage, to a better world. And that's what I want to be part of. I don't want to be part of the crew who's always complaining, the naysayers saying that nothing's going to happen. Life is good enough as is. Why are you looking for trouble all the time? Yeah, no, because <laughs> the status quo is not me. Uh, mm -hmm. Oftentimes, uh, even when I was a child and I didn't realize that, um, they used to use the that term that I wasn't crazy about, which was uh, devil's advocate. Mm. What I have rephrased that to be is I'm a status quo disruptor. Oh, so okay. it's not because you see something and it works for you right now that it means that's the only thing, that the only way and the only thing that needs to be done. So I, I tend to always be looking a little forward and see, okay, but there's this. Maybe that won't work for that or blah, blah. And how do we move forward and how do we get better? So for me, I'm a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And I see people as a work in progress. And as I, as I do that, even I, I have to appreciate that sometimes you might see some people and it feels like, hmm, they're a little rough. But we have to remember, uh, it's like diamonds. Diamonds don't come out all shiny. They come in a rough stone and then a lot of work, fine, and then do whatever polishing you need to do. And eventually you get something that is really beautiful and that shows all kinds of lights. So that's why I think that's what we're meant to do with one another, help people showcase the diamond within and help them become that best person they can be. I like that. Help people to showcase that diamond within. Yeah. I really like that. Wow. But I didn't want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 
as you touch on different things, it's like I want to say something, but I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm still trying to hold on to what it, what it was I wanted to say. So now I got to try to remember. So you were saying, um, oh, so when we talk about change and that may be very uncomfortable for other people um, around us, mm -hmm. but we have to set boundaries and we have yeah. to be okay with them not being okay and them yeah. making the best decision for them, whether it's mm -hmm. Came to speak with you or not, right? Mm -hmm. So, what I wanted to, to stress on is that because pri primarily I focus on entrepreneurs, African American women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So, in addition to you know finding yourself or doing what makes you feel good or what makes you you know feel feel happy or purposeful, is when we talk about entrepreneurship, that can be a very very lonely role. Oh, yeah. So yeah. a lot of my focus and, and 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 talk is geared towards geared towards women doing what you have to do, you know, yeah. and talking. And the yeah. thing is, like, what has made the biggest difference for me is what has made the biggest difference for me is learning that sometimes I have to go outside. I have to actually seek out other individuals. Yeah. Who, like like as like like creating my own support network. Yeah. Like, you do. I have actually found online communities that mm -hmm. are so so supportive. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's all women. We're all mothers. Yeah. We're all entrepreneurs. You know, we're all going through the same the same types of uh, feelings at, at at one time or another. And I have found that to be so helpful you mm -hmm. know i'm saying all that all that to say when you go through that 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 process and you know relationships change yeah drop off how you said you had all these people around you everybody running the race and then one by one they just keep dropping you know mm -hmm. you'll be left with like a core of individuals that just got your back and yeah. then if and then in addition to that ladies i want to encourage you to go out there and create your own support system. Oh, definitely. No. Definitely. You, you necessary. It, it's it's key because um, as you're making different moves through your journeys, there'll be people who can associate with you and there'll be people who just cannot even understand what you're doing. Uh, my starting my business actually felt to some people like, but why would you need to do that? Why would you want to add more hours to your day? What's the value? How much money is it even gonna bring? And for me, it wasn't about money. It's really about that sense of contributing to that bigger picture, getting that sense that I'm helping people get to that best result. So not everything can be, um, manage uh, or nickel and dimed in order to figure out what the value. And I have to also appreciate that as you're doing this, it's going to be a bit of a lonely road and it's going to be baby steps. Oftentimes our biggest challenge when we want to change or create something anew, we're looking at people who've already landed, have already done all the work and it's just like they're reaping the benefits and you're seeing their harvest being so bountiful. 
but you can't be there when you're starting. So it's understanding. I still want to have a vision of where I want to go, but I, I have to appreciate that I have to put in the work, the effort, and slowly build that foundation where I can say I'm truly creating this. And the volunteer ring abroad really helped me understand that because I could see what I was bringing to the conversation, but I could also see how far some people were that I uh, I could not connect with. And mm -hmm. it's the sense where, oh my God, how do I bring the conversation to their level so that they can see the value as well? So mm -hmm. it's always that conversation back and forth. Mm -hmm. it's, it's understanding that you have to take the person where they are in mm -hmm. order to move them to uh, that next stage. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's what I do. And I love it. Well, that's that's so important. That is so important. I have a little visitor here. Yeah, I, 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 I guessed. Okay. Yeah, you can stay. Okay, so, <clears throat> so ladies, the takeaway from that is sometimes you have to build your own cheerleading section. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be friends or, you know, lifetime friends. It doesn't just have to be family. But sometimes family and or friends. Like-minded. But they don't know how. Yeah. So that may be the case. I know I found that. So um, I have really had to um, create my own support system. And, and, mm -hmm. and for me, even well before owning my own business, you know, I, I lost my mom in 2006. Mm-hmm. And my mother was my biggest, Rock. biggest, biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, for me since then, I have really had to, um, you know, I lost my, my number one cheerleader, you know. Yeah. So I had um, to go find another fan club. In the, in the, in the physical form, I lost my, yeah. my biggest cheerleader. So I've had to um, go outside of that, you know, and that's okay. Um, oh, someone else made a... Melanie made a comment. Everything you are saying is where I am, where I'm at, where I am at now. Sorry. Yeah, no. Okay, good. Melanie, you know what? And I and I really, I really hope, hope that, you know, hope that, that you find this helpful. Um, because the thing of it is, I don't want people to give up, you know, no. because I know it's I'm not optional. I'm, it's a rocky road, boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't don't shake, buddy. It's a rocky road, but um yeah. hang in there. Hang in there. It's all worth it. So you know what, Paula, let me ask you this. What would you say has been your biggest obstacle, either in, in owning your own business or just in life in general? And, and what techniques or how did you handle it? Or how did you, I don't, I don't like to say overcome, but how did you not allow it to hinder you? I don't know whether I see it as an obstacle or challenge or wake up call. For me, uh, about 10 years ago, I had uh, a burnout and it really shook me to the core. I didn't see it uh, coming and it was, I was doing too many things for too many people and not paying attention to me. And at one point your body says, I'm done. So uh, that was the time where I had to go back and start thinking, who am I? What do I want? What am I hoping to achieve? What is this world? What is this life meant to be about? So I had to take that time and figure out how to move forward. 
uh, it was hard. It was hard uh, because there were days I didn't even have the strength to get up and take a shower. But then I had to organize myself. I had to figure out how to get back to health. Mental health is key. You can't, you can't be happy in life if you don't have your mental health. Because if you cannot rely on you to be there for you, then what, what do you have? So what did I do? I put myself on a very strict regimen. Uh, and I guess being a pharmacist, I knew what I did not want. I had seen too many people on antidepressant for years on. And I've, I had seen the side effects. And I'm like, I am not going that, that road. So I had to figure out something. I did take medication, but I took the lowest dose possible and I added other things, uh, things like uh, regular exercise, things like better diet, things like um, motivational speak, things like journaling, things like taking care of me and did that very intensely. And then eventually I got to the point where self-care is now my way of living. And that's part of, you know, what took place in that moment is what led to the book that I wrote uh, this year or that I co-authored with a few other women this year, which was Get Out of Your Own Way. And I had to get out of my own way because I was trying to be everything to everyone, mm -hmm. but I wasn't there for me. So as you're doing this, you're unpacking a few things and you're realizing hmm, maybe I'm not all that and maybe what people see uh, is not really what should matter the most. It should be how do I see myself? How do I love myself? How do I take care of myself and be uh, of use to others but not abused by others? Right. So. Mm -hmm. I like that. <clears throat> so let's segue into that. What do you do? What do you do that you really enjoy? How do you, for, for someone that may listen, listen to this and may just really be so far removed, give, give us some examples of how you practice self-care. I consider I consider myself to be blessed uh, with a very artistic uh, side. So for me, when I need to recharge, a lot of what I do when I need to recharge includes solo activity. So there's gardening, there's sewing, there's a painting, there's jewelry design, you know, there's all kinds of things. I just have to create something anew and get that sense of achievement. If you look to the back of me, I have some uh, paintings and those were done a few years back in one of those moments where it's like, okay, I hate life. So you do your thing and it's just, oh, I like this. I don't like that, but that's okay because I'm just discovering who I am. So this is where you actually take the time to recognize those little things you do well, to appreciate those gifts and talents you have and say, hey, I can do this. Doesn't mean I want to make a living out of it, but I can do this. So right. and it's that's what I do. Wow, I love that. I'm I'm a very uh, physical type person. Like I go to the gym. I like to I dance. I like to roller skate. Like that. That mm -hmm. that's my thing. That's what um what has really helped to you know keep me balanced. You know because mm -hmm. when I get involved in that activity, I just get lost in time. Yeah. You know, and it just really, really, really uh feeds my soul. It just makes me feel good. Yeah. 
know. For me, uh, there's this thing I do daily. Um, I have dogs and I walk my dogs every morning for about half an hour to 45 minutes. And in that moment, as I'm walking the dog, and it's really usually very early in the morning, 5 or 5 a.m., and there's nobody out there. So you're in total communication with the universe. You're enjoying the moment. You're breathing in the air. So those are my things. Those are where I, I get this little, the, the energy I need to go in the classroom, to go into whatever activity and be able to give to others. So that's me. That's right. what I do. A lot of times people keep trying to pour from an empty cup. And you yep, can yep. Pour, keep pouring from an empty cup, right? Yeah. You're not going to be any good to yourself. You're not going to be yeah, any no. good to others, which is so weird because a lot of people that keep pouring from that empty cup or don't take the time to replenish are constantly there for other people and yeah. helping other people. And that's great. But the thing of it is, if you don't replenish, you're not going to have anything to give anyway. So no. what are you doing? No. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, yeah. you're running yourself into the ground. Definitely. You know, and unfortunately, some sometimes we get into a situation where we may have run ourselves so so much into the ground that it might be something that's irreversible. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and that's that was my biggest scare when I had the uh, the burnout because I could see myself spiraling down, and it's just like. I don't know how to get back up and I don't want to go so far down that up is never optional. So I had to kick myself into movement, doing all kinds of things so that I could actually get out. And once you do, you never want to go back there. So that's why self-care to me is a way of living because I I, I recognize the signs very quickly when uh, I need rest and I do something about it. I just don't wait next week or be like, no, you do what you need to do so so I can actually be there for others. And sometimes it's like, oh, let me just do this and then I'll rest. Oh, let me just do that and then I'll rest. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the to... thing about women. We're raised yeah. to take care of everybody else. So we're like the energy rabbit, and but we, we don't have access to the batteries. So it's just like, doesn't make sense. Right. I like that. We're like, right, that little energizer bunny that just keeps going. But, but we don't no know batteries at one point. The batteries, <laughs> yeah, you can't I mean, go very not, far without your batteries. I mean, it's, it's not funny, guys. That That's just the way you know, I, I find humor in a lot, and that's also oh. another way that I, um, you cope, right? That, right, that, that I that I cope is finding humor, but. But we're we're so serious when when we say that, um, and it's different for everybody. Like I I may not like Paula paints, I go roller skating, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and if you don't know, because sometimes when we get married, we have mm -hmm. young children. You take um, care of others, mm -hmm. right? Taking care of others, it could be a maybe an elderly parent. We might be, um, I don't know, involved heavily involved in our church. Whatever the case is, but the thing of it is, even if you if and if you don't know, if you have lost sight of what you do that relaxes you that you enjoy doing, just it's okay. Just sit down and think about it. You know, think about something that maybe you used to do before you had your first child. Let's just yeah. say, what was it? You know, so don't 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 be ashamed. Don't feel bad. I'm just saying, I don't want you to feel bad to the point where. 
feel bad to the point where it becomes a cycle. Now no. you start to feel no. even worse because you're beating up on yourself because you don't know what you enjoy mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, that, that, oh, and that's also part of self-care. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, be nice to self. Right, and forgive yeah. yourself. Because a, yeah. a lot of times we are, like you mentioned, get out of your own way. We are our own enemy. Oh, definitely. We beat up on ourselves for everything. No. And a lot of things you have totally no control over, but I still decide to beat myself up. It's raining. It's my fault. I mm -hmm. should have. Yeah. What, what could you do about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. So you know what? So let's close out with this. Mm -hmm. Tell us about some of the different projects that, that you're working on now or that you have okay. that, that just recently come out and then where everybody can find you if they want to connect with you. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, I recently co-authored a, a book title, Get Out of Your Own Way. And that's about overcoming adversity to live your full potential. And that book is available through my website, which is www.paulaalphonse.com. So simple. Uh, I also, uh, in the last few months or so, I started giving uh, workshops on how to get to your happier life. And in the new year, 2019, I'm, I'm considering opening a program, which is, um, sorry, get out of your own way program. But it's, uh, it's really about uh, change management and getting to your result, getting to uh, live through your change. Because the challenge oftentimes as we've started the conversation is I wanna change, but the people around me are making life difficult. And then I feel bad about wanting to change, but then I'm bad, I'm feeling sad because I'm really not doing well and I need to do something. So all of that craziness, Mm -hmm. And it's that loop that we keep circling around. So this is a five-week program where we're going to give people tools uh, as well as a support group to help you live through your change, stick to it, and identify why is it so important for you. So those are, I would say, things that I'm working on. And I'm also considering, it's not I'm also considering, my brain is actually already working on the second book, which is about uh, management. And it's understanding that managing people is not managing tasks. And oftentimes, people are very good at getting the task done, but they're not paying attention to the people. And it is the people that actually get the task done. You need to come to my full-time job. Oh, yeah, and that's what we call building relationships. And I told you, I'm a relationship restorer. I'm about taking care of the people. And if you don't take care of the people, you're never going to get to your best results. So those are the things that I'm working towards. And I would say, um, so far, a good reception to both the book, uh, Get Out of Your Own Way, as well as the workshop. And But I know I still need to dig a little uh, deeper especially with respect to change management, because a lot of people, what's holding them back is that discomfort with the change. And because it's uncomfortable, you're getting the sense that I shouldn't be doing it. But you know what? You only learn when you're into that um, in that discomfort phase, because it's this part where I'm stretching. Discomfort means you're stretching. Mm -hmm. So in that context, how do we get to that best version of ourselves? 
I'll also mention I'm available on Facebook, Paula Alphonse as well, and same thing on LinkedIn. So chances are when we're gonna post uh, the the link for this uh, web uh, this replay, we'll also keep putting the links if anybody wants to get a hold of me. And I always love talking to people because for me, uh, whether you're in front of me or whether it's through social media, it's always about uplifting one another. I'm not about uh, creating challenges. I'm about you getting to that better place for yourself. Oh, I love that. So do me a favor. Um, yes. Give me, what, what was the web address you gave earlier? I'm going to put it in. It was for the book. Okay. www.paula, P-A-U-L-A, Alphonse, A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E, dot com. Okay. I got it. Oh, it's my name.com. I got it. Okay. And all right. So that is where they can obtain the book. Yes. Okay. You will see it. There's a place to shop and you have the link to order through PayPal or whichever. Or if you want to call me, then that's also possible. Okay. So. Good. Excellent. And then, you know what? Let's go back to that uh, challenge. I really like that idea. So this is going to be, you said it, it's going to be five weeks. A fabric program. Five week program. And it's yes. called getting getting out of your own way. Yes. Okay. I and like uh there'll be different pieces that you're gonna uh, address uh, uh, as a group, and then there'll be conversation little uh journaling work where people do their own thing aside as well. Wow, that's wonderful. So, now is is it gonna be you or or are you collaborating with other trainers too? And is it gonna be in a Facebook group or I'm still debating which format I'm going to use. Uh, it could be through Facebook, but it's definitely me uh, working on that. I haven't decided whether uh, we would need additional people coming in uh, because that's what I do. I already have the expertise, but then you never know if I, if we speak to someone where there or in my interaction with different people, there's someone where it feels like your message is so powerful. We need to to bring that in. Then yeah. Why not? Okay. So that's pretty much why I'm and what I do. All right, good, excellent. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Oh, um, oh, Kizzy, Kizzy joined us. Kizzy, I'm I'm so sorry. I was so busy trying to put the crawler up there that I didn't um I didn't acknowledge his presence. Acknowledge your your uh, comments. I'm so sorry. But Miss Kizzy Staten Gray joined us, and she said, "Get out of your own way." Mm-hmm. And she said, true, all of that craziness keeps us stuck. Yeah. And <laughs> pay attention to the people over the task. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, because I'm and I'm that really, really stuck with me right now because, you know, and I'm pretty sure that all of us, you know, at, at some point or another that have worked, right? Mm-hmm. And been under some horrible management. Yeah. You know, when people when they're just strictly focusing on the task, the numbers, yeah, the the task mm-hmm. and the number, they have no idea, you know, about about the people that they're actually supervising. And you're right. And the thing of it is, you have to make a connection and understand. Oh yeah, that person because it because it's about getting that person to better understand themselves. Mm-hmm. To be able to be a better employee, that's and right. To be more productive, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like that. But that that piece is often missing. 
And and I uh, because I was a manager for quite a few years, and uh, because I've been in an organization where you know the infrastructure is so heavy that we forget about the people. I know this. Uh, I like to say that I was a good manager, but I'm I'm sure there were some people who didn't like me. Uh, most of the time, the people who didn't like me would be people who were either abusing others or trying to get a, an easy ride. So I, I'm not about that. But then at the same time, it's really understanding that if you don't help the person figure out who they are and how they can give their best return on investment, how is the organization going to get that? So it's your whole as a manager to go harness that energy. We're in the environment where we're working with knowledge workers. Knowledge workers, it's in their head. So it, if you don't reach in and get them to pour out what it is that they want to share with you, then you're just getting the bare minimal. Yep. So, yeah. Absolutely. And who wants to be at work for what? Eight hours a day and feel like I need to get out? Mm -hmm. No one. So we spend more time every single day with our uh, our co-workers than mm -hmm. we actually spend with our loved ones when you count waking up time. So if I have to be there for that long, I want to ensure that it is a good experience. Mm -hmm. So that's my role as a manager to create that. Right. You absolutely right. I'm trying to put your crawler back across here again. There it is. Okay. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us. And Miss Paula, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm pleasure so mine. Collaborate again at some point in the future. You are a wealth of information is so easy to talk to i really enjoyed this thank you very much and i would say it's likewise thank you made you. it very easy to be part of that process thank you thank you okay so we have your website up there thank you again and everyone that tuned in please share the please share the video out sharing is caring and if you have any questions or comments anything that you you know that that you want to ask us during the re I'm, I'm sorry i'm hearing all this noise in the background mm -hmm. anything that you want to ask us questions or concerns please leave it in the comments we will get back with you if you catch the replay still leave your comments okay and thanks again for joining us and everyone enjoy the rest of your sunday afternoon okay until next time bye everyone <laughs>